it's amazing what a microphone that works sounds Seriously, like. Seriously, we're going to start with technical stuff again. It, nobody, it, nobody cares. <laughs> I don't even care. Well, I just wasted a half of an hour standing here trying to figure out a microphone that was broken. It happens, and I don't think it's broken. I think there's something else. It's going broken. On. No, it's not. It's it's broken, and you need to return it. We but can't. now we have a microphone. It's that works. past the Amazon return window. Oh, ye of little faith. It's right to the company and tell them that their microphone kicked the bucket after two uses and we want our money back. That's it. End of story. It's not complicated. This is the banter you chose? I, you just sprung it on me. This is not interesting to people in the least. Oh, you've got something better to talk about that's more interesting? Please. No, no go ahead. I did, I... No, go ahead. Tell, tell me. What do you want to talk about? Let me guess, it's going to be fantasy football related because, come on. Mm. No, I wasn't. I had nothing planned for banter today. You plan out your banter? <clears throat> I can't be, I can't have all this pressure on me that <laughs> I've got to be the one doing banter every single time. <laughs> I'm so sorry you feel so pressured. You look really tired. I am tired. Fighting a cold? I'm, I'm fighting a massive cold. Massive cold. A man cold or a cold? It's a cold. <laughs> what kind of cold, though? It's a manly Be specific. Cold. It's a manly is cold. Is it a manly cold, cold or is it just a regular cold that normal people get? I don't think it's COVID. <laughs> How can you be sure? How can anyone be sure these days? <laughs> you don't have a fever. I can see you touching your head. You're going to say, do I have a fever? <laughs> this, is the, this is my favorite. It feels warm. Because... Any mom will know that, let me ask you right now, think to yourself, if you're a mom and you're listening, what do you use? What part of your hand, shall I say, or your body, because there are other parts of your body you can use, do you use to test temperature of someone's head? Oh, you're saying you're warm? I'm warm. Yeah, come here. No. All right, fine. Let me test you. Let's see. You're not warm. No so, COVID. You 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 use the inside of the wrist or your cheek to the forehead. Those are the two tried and trust tested, trusted. tried and trusted ways. The tried and trusted ways of taking a temperature without a thermometer. However, when you take a thermometer. Thermometer. I can't talk at all. This is this is not going to go well. I'm just going to. I've been back. waiting here. No, yeah, just go ahead, oh, yeah, sit back. Waiting. When you I've take a like temperature, it's... it's too many T's. I can't do it. I've been standing here for half an hour waiting for the stupid microphone to work. Too many T's to use. When you take a temperature, <clears throat> you use like your fingertips. Like you always put no, it's the your back hand of my, back of my hand. No, it's just it's ridiculous. And he'll say that he feels... I've been right many times. Never. You've literally never been right. He'll say, do I have a temperature? And he says, I feel so warm. And I, I'll be like, let me see. And I feel his forehead. And I'll, what's my phrase? You suck. No, that's... <laughs> that's Prove me wrong. That's not what I... It's not what I say. What do I always say? Come on. You don't even know? I don't listen. <laughs> 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 Honesty is the best policy. What do I say? You know what I say every time because it's true. 
You're not paying attention to me. What are you looking at on the computer? We're supposed to be bantering. We are bantering. As you look at the computer, you're looking obviously at our Facebook site to see what there's what there's there for topics. We already know what we're talking about, but can you just answer me? Do you really not know what I say every I, I single don't. time we've been 18 years together? And you mean to tell me every time I feel your head, I say the same phrase and you can't even remember what it is? This is sad. This is very sad. It's a sad day. I literally don't remember that. Cool. As, come cucumber. on, cool as a cucumber every stinking time. Well, obviously, I've never I, heard, I've never heard you time, say that once. Every time for 18 years, I feel your head and I say, cool as a cucumber every time. I can't believe you don't even know that that's what I say. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit hurt. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm the one who's sick. I'm the one who's on his deathbed. Are you though? Are you? I'm feeling a little under the weather. I would say it's, it's, it's. You know, some fatigue, scratchy throat. COVID. Post-nasal drip. Well, yeah, because every symptom of any disease ever created. Is a COVID symptom. Is a sim- COVID symptom. It's which true. is insane to me, but. You have I a cold. I don't want to do You have COVID. a very mild cold. And oh, you're it's fine. very mild. I, mm-hmm. But the fatigue thing was, yeah, strong. The fatigue thing was strong? Oh, the fatigue thing is. So like every day fatigued. we're fatigued. So every day you're sick. well folks welcome to another episode of raising eight it looks like i'm going to be the one doing this episode alone because my dearest husband is too sick to record a podcast so here i go welcome welcome back it's great to have you listening it's a beautiful rainy day here in dighton massachusetts no, don't you dare. You can't You can't really do that. He really just took off his headphones and is sipping his whiskey for therapeutic reasons, obviously, with cold. Whiskey is very good for cold. You back? Oh, good. Are you going to talk? Only because I don't want to do that to the audience. Because it's not our podcast if I'm the only one doing it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it kind of actually goes completely against like our topic for the day. The topic comes from a listener mm-hmm. who submitted the topic on the Facebook page. We've had a few people submit some extra topics that will carry us through a few more weeks. Thank you all for submitting topic ideas. And tonight's uh, topic is based on the following question. How do the two of you prioritize each other and your marriage? Daily, weekly, annually. What about monthly? This person skipped monthly. <laughs> Apparently, it's not good enough to be months. Yeah, well, I guess if you're doing weekly, you don't need to do monthly. Yeah, that's true. So how do we prioritize? I can't, I can't just get out a word. No words. My brain is fried today. I'm literally fried. How do we, you're just going to, the irony is you you, just want to just keep letting me go. You were speaking though. How do we prioritize? You You can do it. I can do it. Our marriage. (laughs) You can speak too because. Well, how do you want to do this? Because we've referred to this in the past very briefly. 
We have. And so we've talked about a, a proper ordering in life, God, and then marriage. So our relationship with God and then our relationship with as individuals and then our relationship with each other via our marriage. That should be number one. God should be number one. And number two should be marriage. It's what brings us together today. Thank you. <laughs> and then third, children. And we know people. We've seen folks who sometimes that gets out of whack. Even if there's God, sometimes children come in second place. And then marriage or work or whatever. And so the minute you begin to create a little disorder in what should be the priority has an impact on everything from that point forward. So um, God fuels us as individuals and that fuels our, what are you looking at? You keep backing away from the microphone. I haven't really. I'm, I'm right here right now. I, that's the I, I best haven't... sound that you have when you're standing right there. I'm just saying. That's why I was looking every at it. Every episode. No, I'm just every episode. Go ahead. Keep talking. I was just. So you should really prioritize each other <laughs> and make your marriage a good thing. And <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of Raising Meat. <laughs> wow. I just wanted the sound to be good. You didn't need to point it out. I was just looking to see how the sound was. Isn't that important as we're recording to make sure the sound is good so we don't have to do the whole thing over again, which who has the time for that? Well, we don't this week because we're recording it very late. Yes. So from the really from the beginnings of our marriage, we both agreed in that in that ordering, that priority of that God has to come first. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we fell in love with each other was we knew that. Oh, you you looked surprised like I fell in love. <laughs> you fell in love with me? What? When was that? Um, what is in your eye? What are you? What is the matter with you? Do like a twitching thing. <laughs> Where he's falling apart. He's falling apart in front of me here. So we both obviously held our faith and held God and as the priority in our lives, which is, which was the first qualification um, of a spouse that we each had. And then of course the other things that lined up as well, personality wise and everything else and likes and things. But so that priority was already in place, but then the idea of putting ourselves in our marriage next and prioritizing that after God has to come each other in, in the midst of baby years, lots of little children coming quickly every other year. Um, that was hard to do, but what we had, we had to be intentional about it. So we had to say, okay, we're poor. We have lots of babies. Our life is crazy. We're each working multiple jobs. What? I, well, I don't, We've struggled financially. I, I just would never classify us as being poor. In the beginnings of our marriage, we, we really wouldn't have said that we were poor. We're, we're pretty poor. Poor people don't have A house food. and food. Fine. Yeah. We didn't have food for a while either, but people helped us with that. So no, we didn't have food. But the point is that we were struggling, and but we still decided- yeah, we didn't have a lot of extra to like, right. Do you want to pick apart everything that I say? 
No, no, no please just, go ahead. I just don't want to create a kind of impression that we were in, we were impoverished, and I, we really weren't from a. Okay, we were financially in a very bad way. How about that? Is we that a better way of saying? We struggled it? for a bit. We struggled no for a while. Yeah. So in the beginning of our marriage, we struggled for a while. How about that? Is that a better way of saying it? <laughs> That's very oh well my said. Gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. And but the point was mm-hmm. that we put in the calendar of our busy lives to go on date nights. And sometimes that was just really cheap things that we did because money was tight. And sometimes we had babysitting that was free. And sometimes we didn't. We paid a teenage babysitter early on in our marriage. We had one of um, your friends from like growing up and you knew the family and it was their daughter. And we had, you know, we had to make a sacrifice sometimes even financially so that we could just be together without the demands of the house and the kids. And there's one thing, you know, there are, there are nice dates nights that you can do inside, you know, like a staycation almost, but for a date and that's good but that only really goes so far because when you're in your own environment, at least that's how, this is how I feel. When I'm in my own environment at home and I'm looking around and I'm seeing, oh, the laundry that's piled up or the dishes, especially early on when we didn't have kids that were old enough to actually do chores. Now we can go out on a date and the kids are doing chores at home and doing dinner because we have teenagers and it's a whole different world. But in the beginning, Sure, we we did take time for each other in the house too, but we really were intentional about getting out of the house. And we did that once a month. So that was like a monthly. So even though monthly's not on the list, we did have a monthly date night that we took from the beginning of our marriage. And through the years, we've been less like structured with okay, we have to put a monthly date night, but we're we're conscious to just go on date nights. It's like it happens more naturally now that we have obviously built-in babysitting. Yeah, I mean, it's probably close to monthly. And and the other thing we had to, I think we tried to avoid was sometimes we would go out of the house for kind of work-related type stuff. So giving presentations or workshops and I think that can be a trap if that becomes your time together. And I we've seen witness people in the Catholic world who do like we do and they they both love their God and and they do a lot of presentations and sometimes those presentations were at the almost expense of their personal relationship. And so just know that if you're kind of like if you're happen to be in a situation where you both do something similar for work, going to do work things, that's not what we're talking about here. That's, right. Yeah, that's time together. And maybe you have a little time in the car to be we've, together. And we've had plenty of those types of opportunities. But that's, but that's, that's not what we're different. talking about. We're, we're talking, talking about, about investing truly, in relationship. Truly unplugging from the other things of life, the work, the kids. I mean, it doesn't mean you stop thinking about the kids and work. But that you're not, you're intentionally just with each other and sharing the things that life is bringing, but talking about those things in a just 
relaxed environment where the two of you can just be two adults together, the two adults that fell in love with each other. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some people get worried, well, that's going to be at the expense of our children. No, I would say the opposite is what happens because your relationship gets renewed and strengthened, maybe healed, depending on what you might be struggling with in your relationship. So those moments to be together and to rekindle that, which was maybe you had when early in your marriage or pre-marriage is a very important thing because then your marriage becomes stronger and the stronger you are in marriage, the stronger you're going to be as parents. Plus you're giving witness to your kids mm-hmm. of what healthy relationships should look like by investing in your relationship. I think a lot of people have that, that fear that if I take time away, my kids need me, my kids need me, my kids need me. And yes, our kids need us. They need us a lot. You know, we have a lot of demands on us placed by the kids, but it's important that they see that we need each other as husband and wife. And we need to be able to witness to them that it's good. It's a good thing that they see us going out on dates. They see us sometimes go away for a weekend. So that's kind of where you go to the yearly type of prioritizing marriage Um that for a while we weren't able to do it every year. And even still, we're not always able to get away together every year, but we try, if it's not every year, it's every other year, that we try to just do a little weekend. Again, that's the hottest. That's the toughest one for to most, do. I think for most families. Sure. Especially if you don't have family, family nearby or family who has the flexibility to be able to take care of your kids for a couple of nights. That can be tough. Especially if you have eight kids, that becomes a burden on somebody. Even trying to split them up becomes more complicated because right. there's so many kids. But And a lot um, of times when we've done that, we've had to you – know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work on my part because I do all the legwork for it. But it's well worth it because then we get some time away. But – you know, figuring out who's who can take who, and sometimes it's splitting them into three groups. Sometimes it's splitting them in, into two groups. Um, you know, yeah, and we've had to, and we've that's again work trips that I've I think I've typically had. We try to take advantage of that, and you've just tagged along a couple of times, and that's something because it's, right. it's, there's some downtime between the work related stuff. Mine too. You've come with me on different yeah, things right. like yeah. two. Yeah. So that helps, it, um, but that's not ideal. Because again, we are there's barely any downtime in those work trips, and it's all work related. So we're still doing work stuff. So if together. you don't have, if you don't have family in the area, that can be a tough obstacle because you're probably not going to want to entrust your kids, especially if you have younger kids, to strangers, just to a babysitter for a weekend. Right. Um, so that's where obviously family is critical. But if you do have grand, you know, if you bother, if you got siblings, bother with them saying, Hey, hey, I'll take your kids kids. if you watch our kids. Yep. Or, you know, if maybe parents are distant, but they come for a weekend or something and you say, you know what, maybe while you're here for the weekend, we're going to get away one night. We've done one night, less than 24 hour getaways together, like not even anywhere far away, just, oh, Newport or, you know, somewhere where we can drive in less than an hour, but you can be away together and just be together without the demands of life and house and home and children. And, and that's so important. It, we can't overstate how important it is to have those times together for your marriage. And look, we know what the divorce rate is out there. It just 
I think it creeps higher. I think it, it, no, it's, it's gone. It's they're saying it's gone up with um during the pandemic. Sad. That's sad. Which, sadly, that's because people are spending more time together, together. <laughs> and realizing I really don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that could be a byproduct of if you haven't been investing in a relationship and now right. you're stuck having to be with each other, like twenty four seven. That could be a tough predicament to be in. Yeah. But I, I mean, if you don't put the work in to marriage, it doesn't work. You have to put the work in. It's not a magic. Even when you're sacramentally married, the sacrament, the sacramental grace, you have to work in conjunction with grace. The grace isn't magic. It's not like God comes in and, oh, no, we're holy people, so we're going to be just fine. That's We've well, seen plenty of couples that are holy people that aren't just fine. Well, and then some people go into marriage kind of thinking it's going to be just one long date. Day night. Well, that's just not, <laughs> not especially really. once you start having children, that's just not true. And then never mind the fact that the, the longer you're with people, the, you don't only see the, the, the nice things that attract you, you to the person. The you see all the crappy <laughs> things, like not being able to tell if somebody has a fever or not. <laughs> or man colds. Man cold. <laughs> a variety of other things. So, so I think that's the other thing that hits people is that they don't go in into marriage with a a healthy understanding of what a com- long lifelong committed relationship means. Mm-hmm. It's the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it's wrapped into it. The key word there is commitment and there's a beauty to that and it requires work as you were just saying. And just a, an encouragement for people who maybe you've come from a broken mm. family um, because like a, I, I come from a whole family, you do too, with parents that are still together and going strong. But my parents, like my mother, came from a broken family. So did my dad. And your dad did as well. So they witnessed broken family and lived it as a child and suffered because of it. And, you know, the beauty is they both have faith and they both decided through through faith and through hard work in their own marriages that they're going to make their marriages work. And... That doesn't mean every marriage can work. That's not. Oh, that's, we're not this, that's, that's yeah. a whole different other podcast. Not every marriage. No, but what we're can saying work. is, if you are married, you're married. It's important and- to prioritize each other in your marriage. After again, after God, it's the most important thing. It's the most important it's, thing. It's what gets us to heaven. Yeah. The sacrament of well, marriage. Again, we believe we it's get a vocation, ourselves. Right? It's a vocation. Right. So it's how it's how we grow in holiness. It's how we help each other get to heaven. And then through that love with each other, we bring our children, if we're blessed with children, into the world and raise them and hopefully train them to be saints and get to heaven and be saints. So I would I would also say, you know, because if you think like annually, I think I would think developing traditions for each other around your anniversary around when did you first meet so we actually just ironically we we didn't mention it this past year normally we talk about september when we first when we first met 18 years ago it's true usually when we get to the first date night which was november 23rd 2002 we went to a um basketball. a basketball game a friars game we had met each other already but that was our first date so we just joke about it and we just usually just celebrating and remembering These kind moments. of key dates. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have kind of like a tradition that for you for, at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, like just, of course, Valentine's Day or the feasts of uh, the feast Cyril day of Saints, Cyril and Methodius. Thank you. Martyrs. 
Um, but like finding those moments and then of course your wedding anniversary, like, and again, this doesn't have to be like big trips away, or big, but like we've, we mentioned, I think briefly, um, one of the early pot episodes, you know, the, my tradition of cooking Filari on Valentine's day, and it's been a tradition we've done now for many years of our marriage. That's tradition. It's for each other. It's how we invest in each other. So figure that out, find these moments and hopefully it's not a one-sided thing. I think both husband and wife have to work at this mm-hmm. um, to to show each other how important it is, how important each other is our... <laughs> this is not a good night of grammar, grammar. Or spelling. Grammar has failed. Pronunciation. Wah, wah, so wah. it has to be a two it has to be a two-way street. And these are things that you should be t- broken record again. We should be talking about these things. And so if it's not happening, being bitter about it, angry about it, it's not going to solve any problems, but sit no. down to talk about it with each other. And, hey, what can we start to do annually on a couple? And just pick one thing to start on for your anniversary if you're not doing something or for your, I don't know, pick something. But start the idea start of with something. Start with something. And it can be and really, really simple. simple. And, and really back to the beginnings of our marriage, because that's really when it mm. all started. We we had a conversation. We were we were both running in very different directions. I mean, to the point where we were two Laurie ships was running, sailing Laurie was in running the night. In with some strange crowds. Let me just tell you, that's just not true. It was very awkward. Yeah, they we were babies. Of- <laughs> They're babies at the breast. That's what I was running with. That was my crew. It was lots of babies on top of me, twenty four seven. But also I was working part-time jobs, multiple part-time jobs. You were too. And we there were there was a stretch that we were starting to feel like we just didn't even see each other. And maybe you can relate to that because I know a lot of couples that can, that maybe their work schedules are nuts, whatever it is. And they're running. We had to stop right. and have a discussion about it. Hey, guess what? Something's not working. I'm feeling distant from you. I... I, I know I love you, but like, I don't even know you anymore. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this strange man in my bed? And we had to have this conversation. And that's when we decided. Yeah, we had to talk about. The strange had, man we, in my uh, bed. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a problem early in marriage. <laughs> you. It was you. <laughs> and we had to talk about it. And we had to really come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it just happened. We had to take out our calendars, yeah. we, we, make we, it. You have to. It's work. Again, this is the whole idea of prioritizing. Work. And again, we're almost in the glory days. We're basically in the glory days right now. We've got two two teenagers, a third on the way. Um, like we got all this babysitting built in. We got routines And they're really down. good. And they, you know. So this is the easiest. So now it's just, it's on us that we just. That we just have to do it. We, which we, yeah. just, we just did. We just like did. we. We had said, gee, we need to go out. We haven't been out in a little bit. And but so. those younger years were tough. But again, we had to make a priority. And even when we moved to Maine and knew nobody knew no one. and had no babysitting, we it was something we had to figure out. And we did. We Honestly, built relationship with young adults. Found, so if some of you are, are in that stage like we were and we were with young kids and away from all of our family, we made friends through church. We made good friends family friend like so we met homeschooling families nice families and young adults we we were young adults at the time we were young adults so we met other young adults who were catholic who weren't married and they we just developed these relationships with them and knew they were good people and so but all through the faith you know so it wasn't like we just 
pulled up a babysitting service or, you know. And you got to be willing. I just got to say, we were blessed that some of those young adults were so good to us. They would never have taken money from us. But then we had some older teenagers who yep, we, we had to pay them. up. Yeah. And, and so folks budget, have to be willing. A, budget it in. Budget it in. We always had it budgeted yeah. in. We had time together in the budget. There was a budget line item that was you have to include babysitting us. on top and babysitting of, yeah. yep and we just made sure that that was part of what we did yeah and i, it, I know daily was kind of yeah that's when i was going to go there next you go ahead you go well, no i was going to because they were asking daily and i think these are the little things and again this is something we've talked about a little bit in the past um we pray with each other we try to most nights, like usually, I would say six out of seven nights. Yep. A week, we close our our day together by praying together before we go to sleep. So that's just, folks cost no money, and you just get get into the habit. Now, the one struggle that we had early in marriage was figuring out what that prayer should be, and we ended up settling on a version of night prayer. So whether it was right from the the, the divine office, or right now we've been using Magnificat's evening prayer. But find that thing that kind of hits that sweet spot of what each of you are comfortable with when it comes to prayer. But that's one way of doing and we've prayed, daily. like you said, we've done all different things over the years. Like one time we were praying the rosary every mm-hmm. night together. And that that just got tough. It just it was just a tough <laughs> one to do together, meditative prayer together. Um, and we found that praying the rosary separately works a lot better for yeah. us. And so figuring out one time yeah, we test, just test some things. We yeah. were so busy with life um, for a big stretch. And I printed out just a little marriage prayer and we taped it to our bedpost. Oh yeah. And we just prayed that every night. So we just even if that that was just all that we got together was this little prayer, this marriage prayer, we read it together. We were praying together and the like just felt that God's presence was um, there. Or novenas are a nice way to mix it Mm -hmm. up. And it's very simple. Again, you know, we're somewhere between five and ten minutes. That's it Mm -hmm. each night. So I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is we have our, and we've shared this before, our TV shows. So sometimes we've... We have a dartboard downstairs. Sometimes, in the, especially in the winter, we're just getting sick of watching TV. We come downstairs, play pool. We have a pool table too, or we play, or we throw some dots, and and that mixes it up. So just finding just and our kids kind of again, they're old enough now. But even when our kids were younger, we had our TV shows we like to watch together, and we mm-hmm. sit down with a snack and a glass of wine. That was our, our time, time together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to have some. T- now again, there are days where. Um, I've come home from work late, or Laurie has, and it is what it is. But most nights, we end our day with some type of time together. Mm-hmm. So watching a show, well, playing cards. Well, it seems cards. we've had the Salu Spa. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's been incorporated, in, which has been really nice because... Or oh, this podcast. <laughs> a, where, yeah, this podcast is also time together. Um, you want a weekly thing, start a podcast. <laughs> You want time with your spouse. Someone just said that to me this past week. She said, I want to start a podcast with my husband because you get all that fun time together down there in your little studio. I was laughing because I go, go for it. I will listen. (laughs) Um, But the idea of just doing something together. So something that's relaxing because we're, we get stressed out with work. 
stressed out with kids. There's lots of stresses. But something when you're together, it's something together. you both enjoy right. doing. Find what it is, whatever so it is. So you laugh and talk about things. And so it, it just, again, all of us are different. We all have different likes, dislikes. But as a couple, you're together for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you must have some, I hope, some things in common. Things in common. So build off of that, build off of that together. And I think that so combination of prayer and that kind of stuff can lead to the daily prioritization, you know, and I think I would say some little things, too. And, and when I used to, um, I think especially early in our marriage, Laurie would write notes to me and throw them. She would take care of my lunch and throw notes. Just a little little. Those are the little things to prioritize. Now that you work at home, I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more notes anymore. Napkins. You know what? That was There's no lunch I either got, anymore. That's true. I don't make lunch weird. for you anymore. Lunch is also stuff. There's no uh, breakfast, lunch. I make you dinner. <laughs> Get over it. You you kind of on your own now. <laughs> no, I got that from my mother. My mother used to write notes to us, to my dad. I mean, in our like in our lunch boxes at school, I'd open my napkin. And even in high school, it was very embarrassing. Sometimes I did make my own lunch, but sometimes I'd find like a napkin in my bag and then I'd go to wipe my face and there was pen mark on it. And she had written like, have a great day. Love you. You know, it's like so sweet. It's just those little things. So I did that for a while. I couldn't keep it up. (laughs) I couldn't keep it going. It was years I did that. Give me a break. So, but again, the point being is find find little ways to show each other that you care, that you love each other, that your relationship is still important. And so, there's the kind of idea of daily, weekly, monthly, and annually. Try to figure it out, create that game plan, work on it. And Mm -hmm. as Laura said, it requires an investment of time and energy. Investment. And our relationship with our spouse is worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, the payoff, God will help us with that. So grace helps us to focus and in, in invest in each other. And then as we're building a strong, our kids notice these things, folks. They, they do. see it. They do. And and trust me, then you have the strength and the unity to be able to take care of your children together and so on and so forth. Yep. I agree. So uh, to our uh, listener out there, we hope we um, helped. We hope to give you some things to chew on. And um, we have some other uh, topics, people looking for bedtimes and routines. And we kind of talked about sleep, but now I'm realizing it. I guess we really didn't talk about routines. These are topics we will cover again. Um, what books we have found most helpful or podcasts like that. That's actually a good one. We'll, we'll take a look at that one as well. Temperaments, somebody asked about. There was something else. Why are you going through all of them right Just now? Just to get some idea of topics that we're... Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were just going to thank them for listening. In concrete ways, families can build more scripture. Anyways, the point being is people are giving us topics. Go to yes. Facebook page. We'd love to hear your topic ideas. Follow, like it, and, and give us some ideas. And again, this is not about us kind of, oh, look, another person liked us. I barely ever really pay attention to that. I it's just a way for us to engage. Yep. I don't have you even liked the page. I don't even know if I've seen the page. Probably haven't. Facebook. I don't go I do, on Facebook. People have your picking up. I do all the work. I do all the work. Oh, for the that's podcast. nice. That's nice. That's Laurie nice. shows up once a week. Oh, that's it. I show up. I just show up <laughs> in the house once. <laughs> Listen, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I don't have do I. time and for it. And by the way, you need to watch. You, my wife, need to watch Me? documentary. Your wife? The social dilemma. What is that about? I watched that today. Uh, my sick, my deathbed. <laughs> don't don't say and that. Don't say that's my a terrible bed. thing to say. You were sick. You had a cold and you laid <laughs> in bed all day. Must have been nice. But got, go ahead. I got up a few times actually. Oh no, good for check you. Check on the kids. Good for you. Um, 
we'll have to watch that. I think it'll be a good topic for us. Okay. We've already It's a topic we've already touched upon, but a we'll little do more it in detail. Light of that. All yeah. right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Another. God, did I just take your line? Is that what you said no. initially? Oh. Okay. Yeah, I do. But go ahead. You oh. thank them. You thank them. No, you, you do it. No, you. you do. No, you. Them. No, you. Oh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Have a great night. God bless. What if they're listening during the day? Have a great day and God bless. But what if it's at Have night? a great afternoon. Have a great time. You never time. say that. You always just say God bless. You know what? I can say whatever I want. Fair enough. <laughs> God bless. <laughs>